Welcome to Behind the Business Podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing episodes that take you behind the scenes of industry-leading creative small businesses. We'll talk about real life, messy behind the scenes of running a successful creative business in today's world, and hopefully help you combat the perception of perfection within our industry. I hope each episode encourages you to keep showing up imperfectly within your own business and make your own unique impact on this world. Grab a cup of coffee or wine and let's get right to it. Cheers. I'm super, super excited to have Hannah on the podcast. Hannah, can you introduce yourself for the listeners? Yes. Hey, I'm Hannah and I am the owner of Hannah Elaine Lettering. I'm a hand hand lettering artist here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and my heart and passion is all about self-care. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Yeah, I'm super excited to talk about this today because I feel like a couple of the past episodes have like lightly touched on this, but we've never like mm-hmm. really gone in depth about self-care and self-care specifically for entrepreneurs. And I feel like it's been a bit of a buzzword, but I feel like it's also like super, super important when it's done in a way that like really benefits each yeah. of us. And I think it's so crucial. So I wanted you to kind of give a working definition or what does self-care look like specifically to you? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you're hundred percent right, but I feel like before we can talk about what self-care is, we need to talk about what it isn't mm-hmm. because I feel like so many people have that are just, it's just misconstrued here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the world's current stigma of self-care is that it's a reward and Mm -hmm. you have to get all of the hard work done before you can care for yourself, right? Like you Mm -hmm. go through the entire work day and then you go home and you relax. And for me, I think it should be a lifestyle. I think self-care should be habitual. It should be something that you intentionally incorporate into your work schedule. And I was talking to my best friend, Sam, yesterday about this exact thing because of the questions Mm -hmm. you had sent me. And I think in what we were talking about, it's knowing yourself well enough to take care of yourself and knowing yourself well enough to know how to best take care of yourself, to know what your body needs, what your mind needs. And it's just a connection with yourself, really, and being intentional about including that into your everyday life and making it a habit and a lifestyle. Yeah, I love that distinction because I definitely in the past have fallen into the trap, per se, of like self-care is something that I do to reward myself after having worked really hard and not having it be something that's so integrated and kind of like a habit, I want to say, for day-to-day life. But I wanted to ask you specifically, what does self-care look like to you? Yeah, something that a lot of people don't know that I myself have been learning about is there are actually eight branches of self-care. And so what self-care looks like to me really just Mm -hmm. depends on the need that I have for that day or that mm-hmm. time. So if you don't mind me going through the branches, I will. I have them right here. Yeah, yeah I would um, love to hear them. Absolutely. Okay, so the eight branches are mental, emotional, physical, environmental, spiritual, recreational, social, and sensory. So those are your eight branches of self-care. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the eight things that you can be intentional to pour into. And I'm not saying do all of those at the same time, but for me, self-care, you know, if I'm going through my week, for instance, yesterday, I was feeling so unproductive. Mm -hmm. I told myself I'm going to wake up early this morning Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get all the ish done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And my body was just not having it. Mm -hmm. 
thought that I was going to be super productive. And so I was in tune enough with myself to realize, okay, I'm not getting my best work done Mm. because I'm trying to push through the hard work instead of taking a moment to step away, reset Mm -hmm. and actually care for myself. So I took a half hour nap. And when I woke up, I was ready to go. And I had one of the most productive times that I've had in a long time. And all of that was just being in tune with my body and my Mm -hmm. mind enough to know, okay, I need to take a step back instead of trying to push through this right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was definitely an example of like a physical form of self-care, but a lot of self-care is just knowing yourself to take a step back, Mm -hmm. to take time away from what you're doing, to give, if it's mental, that recharge that reset Mm -hmm. step away so for me I mean being outside is a huge thing for me so taking a step away to go for a walk I as a creator have creative block all the time I experience creative block all the time and is the most frustrating thing and it's a very similar problem of the solution is take a step back right so going out walking being in nature that's also that environmental aspect of self-care surrounding myself with nature is Mm -hmm. huge for me. And I know a lot of people experience that as well, which is really cool. So it's good for the physical, the mental, the recreational and the environmental all in one action, right? I have a couple of questions that I thought of, like from when you were speaking. So the first one is like, how do you cultivate just like the ability to like tune in? How do you cultivate that ability to tune in and realize, oh, hey, I think I do need a bit of a mental break? Because a lot of times I will be so knee deep into something Mm. that like I won't realize that like my body or my brain needs needs a break because I just get so engrossed in the work. I just keep working through it. So like, how do you recommend somebody who's like listening to this podcast, take that first step to get in touch with that? Yeah, I think the first biggest step is starting to just acknowledge how you're feeling about something. Which I know that kind of sounds cheesy and corny, but I feel like it's so important in learning how to like engage with yourself in that way. So for me, if I'm starting to feel tired when I'm working, I, when I first started to practice self-care, it was like, okay, I need to sit here for a moment. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling frustrated about not getting this done. And then it's acknowledging those emotions that you're having without judgment. I feel like it's extending yourself grace because a lot of times in the past before, you know, I really took on self-care as a lifestyle, I would get frustrated with myself if I didn't feel like I was getting enough done or if my brain was feeling foggy and cloudy instead of just acknowledging that I felt that way and granting myself grace, right? So I feel like that is a huge step in moving into the process of, you know, starting that lifestyle of self-care. Yeah. And my second question that I kind of had piggybacking off of that was for people who are ambitious, maybe Enneagram 3, if you want to put like a personality descriptor label situation to it, what do you tell people who are scared that if they take a step away or take that break, that they're going to like lose that like ambition or like that sense of hardworking or whatever it is. Cause mm-hmm. I know that that sounds really crazy to say out loud, but when I like stop and think about why I don't actually take a break, it's because I think somewhere subconsciously, I think if I take a break, I'm not going to be as ambitious or like as hardworking in yeah. the future, you know? 
Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that, and this was a mind flip that I had to make as well, because hello, I am an Enneagram three. So Mm -hmm. I 100% get that. And I had to switch my mindset to realize that self-care is something that can be preventative, not reactive, right? So in in taking those actions toward better caring for myself, that was a way to prevent me from becoming burnt out and then not working, you know, my work not being as effective. And that was kind of the switch that I had to make as an Enneagram 3, as an achiever. I had to realize, okay, this step of self-care is what's going to help me get better work done and help me be more effective and get more done and be more productive and caring for yourself is the first step in doing that. And so that was like the mind switch that I kind of had to make that I've had a few friends have to make as well. But once I did, it has just granted me so much more opportunity and it's been so rewarding just in my business. And I've been so grateful to make that mindset shift. Yeah. I once heard someone say, I can't, I think it was Rachel Aline at Creative Art Heart Conference. She had a breakout Mm -hmm. on self-care. And I think she said something that I have carried with me ever since. And she said, you are your business's number one asset. If you're not at, yeah, if you're not at a hundred percent, then like it's nearly impossible for your business to be. And I think that like really helped me kind of make that shift too of pouring into myself in a preventative way, like you mentioned, is in the long run going to be so much better for the business too. And even like personally as well. But that the way that she said that has stuck with me ever since. And so what you were talking about. I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And people have to, I mean, as business owners, we think too, in order to have a successful business, I have to invest in the business. You need to invest in the business owner as much as you're investing your money and your time into your business. You need to be investing that time and that attention to yourself in order to be the best that you can be, your business to be the best that it can be, right? Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. I love that. That actually makes me think of Ashlyn Carter. She will like... Spence candles that she uses and she only lights them when she's like working on specific projects or she'll indulge in like the nicer pencils and stuff and it might seem like superficial but it actually makes a huge difference at least I find for me personally like environment is a huge it has a very Mm -hmm. direct tie on how productive I am and so I love that but I was going to ask how do you recommend the podcast listeners figure out what self-care looks like to them specifically? I love that question (laughs) so much. And I think the first step, and this is something that I did for myself, and it was actually really fun because I was starting to think about the things that I love. And Mm -hmm. it's just getting out a piece of paper getting out a journal and just writing all the things you love. That could be something as small as your favorite snack to, Mm -hmm. I don't know, something as large as where you go that you brainstorm your best ideas and just making a list of even the smallest things that for me was a game changer. And something that also helped me was once I had that list of things, looking at the eight branches of self-care and kind of categorizing them. So for my list in my journal, I would look at the eight branches of self-care and be like, okay, I really love taking walks. Okay. So I'm going to put that under the physical and just doing that for each section. And Mm -hmm. there's your whole list right there of ways that you can be intentional in your lifestyle of self-care, mm-hmm. 
which I love that you brought that up because that was such a fun exercise for me because mm-hmm. it was me thinking about just myself, not my business in that way. But then when I was done, I was like, oh, these are things that I can look forward to that's going to benefit my business in the long run, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah, I love that exercise. And it's so simple too, of just like, what do mm-hmm. you love? I know yeah. that I things that I thought through was I for like when I needed a creative outlet that was not photography I heard the question of what did you used to like to do when you were young like what oh that's like, good what was play you know like what did you do for fun and that was like a really good list for me to be like okay like these are ways to kind of pour into myself and so yeah. I I feel like those two questions are great places for people to start to be like what does self-care even look like specifically to me? But for the person who's kind of like thought through that, how do you recommend building that into your life and making it an active lifestyle from there? Once you have the list and you're like, okay, I love these things. How do you incorporate that into your life and like your schedule? Yeah, my next door neighbor, she owns a small travel company and Mm -hmm. she's incredible. And when I was first starting my business, I was picking her brain a little Mm -hmm. bit and she had this advice for me of planning non-negotiable time into your schedule because I still worked a full-time job and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get this business off the ground. And she was so good about saying, put this non-negotiable time into your schedule. And that is time that you have for your business and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that was a game changer for my business. And I would say the same thing for self-care. Put a half hour into your schedule on your calendar if your calendar is your best friend is me. And that's your non-negotiable self-care time. And that is your time to pour into yourself, to put your phone down, to not scroll through TikTok because Mm -hmm. no, TikTok is not (laughs) self-care. And just taking that time for you and treating it as if you would treat a coffee date with a friend. You give your friend your full attention when you're with them. Mm -hmm. That non-negotiable self-care time is for you to pay attention to yourself and what you need in that moment. And it's not selfish because it benefits your relationships you're pouring into yourself so then you can pour into others as corny as that sounds it's true so I think that is a huge thing is just being intentional about that time even putting it on your calendar if you need to and that is non-negotiable that is your time whether it's a half hour or an hour or 15 minutes really yeah I love that um that something else that I like winter I don't even remember where I like heard this but uh-huh. remember them saying think of one thing that brings you joy every day every mm-hmm. week and every month and schedule it in of That's like good yeah get in like specifically schedule it in put it on your calendar so you don't like overlook that because my next so question good, for, yeah I was gonna ask how do you recommend like staying on top of it even during busy season? I think you've touched on that of just like you treat it like you treat any other like appointment. Is that kind of correct? Yeah, absolutely. Treating it as if a coffee date with a friend or a meeting with a client is the big thing for me. Also just reminding myself even if or reminding yourself even if you have to have a note on your computer screen or on mm-hmm. your mirror that self-care is preventative not reactive mm-hmm. so even though you're in a busy season and you are thinking I have so many things that I have to get done I don't have time to pour into myself rather than thinking that flipping it and thinking mm-hmm. okay this time that I'm pouring into myself is only going to make me a better photographer or mm-hmm. business owner or I don't know, whatever your business is, hand letterer like me, (laughs) wedding planner, whatever it is, just really 
taking the time to own that mind mindset shift is huge. Yeah, it kind of sounds like bumping that to the top of like your priority list is like, yeah. what I think of when you say that. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like self care too. So often people think self care has to be trendy. Like it has to be, I'm going to go to the cutest coffee shop and take all the great Instagram pictures, or I'm going to go spend a whole day at the spa Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the best day where I'm spending money on myself and, you know, I'm having the best time, but it's like a luxury. It's a trendy thing to do. And those things can be great. (laughs) I think those things are awesome, but also I feel like we need to remember that self-care is not trendy. It doesn't have to be something trendy. It really can just be something as simple as giving yourself the smallest thing to look forward to in the middle of your work day. Like I mentioned before, having like your favorite snack and sitting outside and eating your favorite snack for 15 minutes without your phone with you. Take pictures of that moment. It really is a separate thing. And so I think that really is important to remember too, because I think a lot of times, and I have fallen into this as well, I used to think self-care had to be this big thing and it doesn't. It can be something simple and something small. So I think that is really important to remember as well. Yeah. I remember the time when they were like, take a bubble bath or like use yeah. a face mask. <laughs> and I would sit there with a face mask and I'm like, this is like not my idea of like, <laughs> fun or like yeah. rejuvenating that's just right. me as a person and it yeah. took a while of going through that phase to people actually talking about people have called it like soul care and I've always identified with that mm. a little bit better I like that. because it's not like the trendy self-care that you think of it's like yes. and whatnot. <laughs> that is like not relaxing to me personally because <laughs> I, I like, tried it yeah I was like I tried it and I was like this is not it. Um, you're like, fingers are getting pruny and you're like, this is not what I want. Yeah. Like, this is not relaxing me whatsoever. Or like going to get a manicure, that does not fill up my cup. It's just not my thing. And so I do that we kind of touched on figuring out whatever it is that fills your cup up personally. And it doesn't have to look yeah. like the same as anyone else who's out there too. So yeah, I love Yeah, that. and I feel, I do too. And I feel like a big thing too is, Introverts and extroverts are going to have very different ideas of what self-care is. So for that social aspect, for my mom, who is like one of the biggest introverts I know, one of her forms of self-care could be calling a friend for an hour just to talk and catch up and love on each other in that way, which is great. For me, an introvert, like Mm -hmm. that social aspect of self-care sometimes, you know, falls to the bottom for Mm me. I Yeah, I just think that it looks so different for different people. And I relate to you about the mask thing because I had a clay mask on once and I was trying to be relaxed with it, but those harden on your face. (laughs) And I was sitting there, okay, (laughs) I don't love this. (laughs) This doesn't feel right. So I relate to you on that one 100%. (laughs) I actually, I like what you brought up about how it looks really different for introverts and extroverts because that kind of reminds me of like self-care can also be something where if you are an introvert and you know you have to extrovert a lot over a weekend or like a week or something or go to a conference or something like that. I've seen people talk about after a work conference or something, they'll take a day to just like decompress if they're an introvert. And mm. even for me as a wedding photographer, that requires a lot of energy. And so I- Oh my like, gosh, yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot going on and I love it. But like, it just, it does take a lot of energy. And so 
I will like personally the morning of have a very quiet morning. I actually wake up early so that I can have like quiet moments and then take some time Sunday morning too to like decompress before I have like plans or anything like that for Sunday. And even for like extroverts, if you know you're going a long time where it's very heads down, like a lot of work, maybe not as much like interaction, like you could counteract that with having a happy hour. I don't know, like planning something fun and social to kind of counteract like when you've been spending a lot of time kind of in like the other zone of energy. So I like how you like brought up that like duality too. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I that is so important. And I love that you do that. And you know yourself enough to do that, too. That is really, really special. And that's a really great step toward that lifestyle. And I feel like too, that made me think about how a lot of times self care is knowing yourself and learning about yourself enough to know in what areas you need to grow being intentional about pouring into yourself in those areas where you need to grow. So you can grow in those areas. It doesn't have to be a break from work. It doesn't have to be a time to step away every single moment. It can be, okay, where in my business do I need to grow? And how can I pour into myself so that I can be encouraged as I try to grow in this weakness that I have? So I love that you brought that up. And it just made me think about that a little bit. So I love that. I love that you plan that intentional time with yourself and getting up early in the morning. That is really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I would say like seasons of burnout and being like, why do I feel burned out? And what could I do differently yeah. to recharge to be like, right. Okay. I think that this would be a smart idea. So it wasn't like something I was like, I'm going to do this. Like right off the bat, it took some time of not doing it the right way <laughs> for me to realize, mm-hmm. oh, this would feel just like a lot better in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I get that. I relate to that a lot because I am an introvert as well. As hard as that is to believe for people who see me on Instagram all the time, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'll record a reel and be like, all right, I'm done. I'm done for the day. (laughs) I was going to ask about boundaries as a business owner who uses social media of like feeling the need to like constantly be on or Mm -hmm. constantly have that business owner hat on. Yeah. So I do have boundaries when it does come to social media. That's a great question. At night when I'm in my bedroom, I'm done with my phone. That is a boundary that I've set in place that I feel like a lot of business owners have set in place as well. So I think that's great. But honestly, my personal account on Instagram and my business account are the same. So Mm -hmm. I don't have that separated, which is something that I love because the people who follow me know exactly who I am. You know, and that is don't, you know what I mean? I don't have to go on into that, but that has been a big thing for me is just adopting that mindset. And it's something that I still really have to focus on of like Mm -hmm. the people who love what I do are going to be the ones who follow me and encourage me, which is a a great thing. But I, as an Enneagram three, and for those who don't know the Enneagram, it's the achiever. So I'm always trying to achieve something goal setter goal minded and for me that that comparison a comparison mindset is really hard to get out of and so that has been something that as i have been learning more about self care i've been trying to apply that to social media as well and knowing okay you're starting to feel a little bit jealous of that person or you're starting to feel a little bit sad about 
why your business isn't where that person's business is. Let's check in with that and Mm -hmm. let's step away from the phone and put the phone down and not (laughs) engage with that for a little while because Mm -hmm. you're gonna spiral is a strong word, but you know what I mean? Knowing again, tuning back in with, okay, why am I feeling green about this (laughs) and stepping away? I don't know if that answers your question very well. I feel like I was a little bit scatterbrained, but yeah. Yeah. It like brings it back to kind of just like continually checking in with yourself. of How does this make me feel? Like, is this productive or not so helpful right now? I wanted to ask some signature questions to you. Um, Of course. So take us behind the scenes of your business currently. What are you working on? What are you excited about? What changes are you maybe making? Yeah. So my business is actually fairly new. I officially launched it last month. So it's been really exciting just to experience that and see all of the love and support that I've gotten from people in the city of Cincinnati and just friends and family. But behind the scenes, I'm doing some really cool things. I am creating hand lettering and calligraphy practice downloadables that will be on my website soon, which I am really excited about. But also I host, and this is something that I've been doing for a little while now, but now it's a little bit more official, is I host hand lettering workshops throughout the city Mm. where people, yeah, so people can learn how to hand letter, but the whole entire evening is just centered around self-care. So like, how can I incorporate each branch of self-care into this girl's night out, (laughs) which is so much fun. I love it. It think about like a wine and paint night, but it's mm-hmm. all brush lettering and floral sketching. And so the women come, we have the environmental, yeah, <laughs> you know, aspect of uh-huh. self-care. We have the candles lit, we have the sensory with like our snacks and our wine, and we just take that time to step away from the stressors that are going on in life and to learn a new skill because for mm-hmm. me hand lettering is such a form of self-care mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of tied the two was just learning that okay when I am writing and I'm using the technique behind hand lettering it's clearing my head and giving me something to focus on mm-hmm. giving me a creative outlet and I feel so much better just about what's going on. It lets me step Mm -hmm. away and I want to share that with other people. I want to equip them with a tool so they can move forward and adopt that as something that they can practice so that they can work toward that lifestyle of self-care. So the workshops have been huge and planning those behind the scenes has been Mm -hmm. so much fun. It's my pride and joy of my business. (laughs) I love that. It sounds like an incredible an incredible experience. And I actually recently yeah. last month went to a calligraphy workshop and <gasps> fun. Yeah, it was super fun. I went with a friend who she's like not in the creative industry and she echoed the back of like how nice it was to like do something creative, have a bit of an outlet, have something that was like yeah. away from her screen, something to just like focus on and just be able to do that, even if it was just for one evening. And so I love right. that you're like providing that experience and taking it to the next level with including all of the different branches as well into the whole experience. So that is super fun. What is, yeah, what is, if you had to leave the leavers, if you had to leave the listeners with one piece of advice when it comes to self-care, what would you want them to know or take away? Yeah, I love that question. I think the biggest thing is extending yourself grace. Like we talked about earlier, we talked about self-care being in knowing yourself well enough to know what your body needs, what your mind needs. So 
I think not getting down on yourself when you are experiencing emotion and just tuning in with yourself and acknowledging what those are and not being judgmental of yourself in the process, granting yourself grace in those moments, I think is really the biggest first step and the best first step that you can take because that's also creating a better relationship with yourself. And that's what this is all about, right? So then we can pour into others in a better way. Yeah, I love that. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing all of your like knowledge and expertise, knowledge and expertise with everyone today. I really appreciate it. I feel like this is going to be an episode that people can walk away with kind of like tangible things to implement into their, not just their business, but like their life as a whole. So thank you and let everyone know where they can follow along with you as well online. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. But you can follow me on social, on Instagram, or on Facebook at Hannah Elaine Lettering, like hand lettering. So Mm -hmm. Hannah with an H at the end, Elaine Lettering. So I am on Instagram and Facebook. And then my website is HannahElaineLettering.com. It's nice and simple. It's like Annie F. Down says, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. (laughs) 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 Yes. Perfect. And we'll have it all um, linked in the show notes as well. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my book wedding client questionnaire. Um, Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book, and it sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, um, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience, and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to manaliphotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business. Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book and it sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to manaliphotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business.